The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You've already found the best Dolphins coverage in South Florida or anywhere else on three yards per carry. Why not find the best heat coverage, too? Over at Five on the Floor, we give you insider analysis, but also from a fan's perspective. So join myself, Ethan Skolnick, as well as Alex Toledo, Alphonse Sidney, Greg Sylvander, and special guests for all the heat coverage as they make this playoff run in the bubble. You can catch us on all the same podcast feeds that you find three yards per carry and also on our YouTube channel where we've got original shows, streaming shows, commentaries, videos directly from Zoom and the players and much, much more. That's the five on the floor podcast on the five reasons sports network. Let me introduce you to safecubbies.com. Safecubbies.com offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your office space into a safe, workable, and functional environment. Their cubicles, dividers, and modular workplace systems can be customized with graphic branding, sneeze guards, whiteboards, acrylic sheets, and magnetic panels. Most importantly, most of the surfaces are made of non-porous materials which make for easy cleaning. Adding to their professional series, there are private room solutions as well as their classroom series. SafeCubbies.com is a local company with over 15 years experience working with the nation's leading modular display manufacturers. Give them a call at 754-216-1071 or visit them online at SafeCubbies.com. Once again, that number is 754-216-1071 for SafeCubbies.com. Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast. You break wheel repair and remanufacturing company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them with, with a new color. Even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphin colors. They have 5,000 custom colors to choose from. Wheels faded and scratched? Renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal refinishing on many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. U-Brake Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here south of Aventura in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work at U, the letter U, Break Wheel Fix on all social media platforms. For information, call 305-748-0112 or you can also visit them on the web at ubreakwheelfix.com. That's the letter U, Break Wheel Fix. Com. That number again is 305-748-0112. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. I'm Ron, and welcome to another episode of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. 
And this is the recap of the week one loss in New England. All right, Simon, I'm just going to go right to it. Uh, your impressions of this game. Bad. Really bad. <laughs> That's it. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, it was just a really poor, a really poor out effort. It was like uh, sort of week four of last season. It felt like we hadn't learned anything. It felt like we hadn't stepped on. Um, felt like the page we were out coached. Um, you know, it doesn't help when the quarterback play is so insignificant. Um, and actually, the irony of it all was that the, the probably the player that we could have used most of all was the guy we just traded to the Raiders for a fourth round pick mm-hmm. in Raekwon McMillan because essentially they just ran all over us. Um, you know, there were some bright spots that we'll get to, I'm sure. I thought the two rookies played well on the offensive line. Uh, I thought there were some players on defense. I thought Brandon Jones played pretty well. Um, I thought Christian Wilkins played pretty well. Pretty well. Um, I thought Miles Gaskin played pretty well, but beyond that, I thought it was pretty shambolic. Really, we just looked out coached, we looked off the pace, we didn't look ready. Um, yeah, I mean, it was um, it was predictable as nightfall as day. And actually, even though I predicted the Dolphins to win on the show last week, the more the week went on, I just thought actually, it's, I, I just don't see it's going to happen. I just didn't think that we were going to come out, especially with you know Williams in, uh, with um, Parker injured and. I just thought we were going to struggle and, you know, it was proved right. I thought we were just very, very poor. It was just such a disappointing sort of flop into the season. Really, really was poor. And, you know, Fitzpatrick, you know, didn't help the cause by throwing three really bad interceptions. All three of them were really bad. But, you know, I just... Uh, look, and the Patriots got a couple of calls and look, it was 7-3 at half time with a missed Nick Folk field goal. But just generally, I just thought it was really bad. Just didn't take any opportunities. Didn't create anything. Didn't feel like we had any confidence to win the game. Didn't come in with a bit of swagger, like we, you know, knocked them off at the end of last season, you know. And uh, and to get back in the game after the touchdown and to give straight away that on on the reverse to Edelman, get up forty yards and the fifteen yarder tacked on the end. It was just yeah, just so disappointing. Chris, I think that so part of me wants to say okay, yeah, they. I was warned actually straight up beforehand. Um, from from inside that though they expect to be good they um this year that they they also they think it's going to take a little bit to to get going that to um that it's not going to look that great right away that's what i was told and so i was like okay well you know take that with a grain of salt but then you get out there and you're like wow um you know a, a sixth you know one out of every six of their snaps is being taken by by a rookie um, and so you're seeing Austin Jackson as a rookie play, Solomon Kinley as a rookie play, Raquan Davis played a lot as a rookie, um, Noah Igbenogane played a lot as a rookie, Brandon Jones surprisingly played a lot as a rookie. Uh, together they took like 224 snaps, and that was you know basically um, every you know every unit two out of any given unit offense or defense two out of the 11 guys on the field were were rookies so so that starts to make sense okay well you know this is Flores this is what he did last year he played a bunch of rookies early um you know hoping to reap the benefits of that later on as they started to get it and and so you kind of understand starting off slow but but at the same time, it wasn't necessarily those guys who were the problem either. So, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick made a couple of terrible decisions. Hmm. Um, I, I, I realized that there wasn't there wasn't a whole there weren't a whole lot of open guys to throw to anyway, and and certainly um, the, the ground game was spotty. Um, you know, Jordan Howard 
looked like weekend at Bernie's. I mean, he looked like a dead man walking to me. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't get it um, when I watched him play. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. There was a lot going on that had nothing to do with the rookies. And so it was like, well, well then why was, why did it start out so slow? It just, you know, it's just to Simon's point, were we out coached? I'm not usually one to get into that, but I do know this, that on when the Patriots were on defense, their secondary looked like they knew exactly what was coming and when, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, you know, and that's, that's how their secondary looked. They, they, they it felt like they knew what the route tendencies were and, and, you know, where they had to, where they had to overplay and, and stuff like that. And it's just nobody, it wasn't that nobody was open. It was just that, you know, they, they had it really well blanketed. And then of course the run game um, was, was difficult. It wasn't, it was inconsistent. So, um, so I, I don't know. I, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe the Patriots coaching staff just got us. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a good effort. I didn't sense a lack of physicality, uh, certainly. Um, it was a hard-hitting game. Like, like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that. it was It was hard-hitting. There was attitudes. There was, you know, there was stuff going on after the whistle. There was, um, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of pushing around, and these guys were being physical. And, you know, I thought Jerome Baker, he made, he made two, what should have been two touchdown-saving plays. And the referees, of course, only gave him credit for one of them um, because the, the they botched the replay on uh, on one of the the Cam Newton or one of the touchdowns. Um, but I, you know, I just I just thought that um, I I guess if I'm going to compare it to say the Baltimore game last year, which was Week One, mm-hmm. uh, this was loads better, right? <laughs> this wasn't anything like that. They they looked like a uh, an FCS football team in week one a year ago, um, and yet they still came out flat and didn't really have anything going on. And I thought, you know, from top to bottom, there just wasn't much life and there wasn't much creativity going on. I think Josh McDaniels just had a rhythm for for our play calls on defense. It was just it was ridiculous. Uh, we would call run stunts and they'd run outside zone away from the, the stunt. We call a stack play and then they run inside zone inside of it. We'd send guys up the B gap and they're running up the A gap. Uh, Josh McDaniels, either, either he was listening in on, on, our, on, our, on our play calls or he's just really, really good at his job and prepared. Well, he and played prepared. with, he coached with Josh Boyer how many years? I mean, so yes. maybe. I, I think he had his tendencies down pat and it was just, it, it was, it was, it was perfection. It was as He's good also a- won five Super Bowls. I mean, <laughs> right. You know, he, the guy knows what he's doing. Yes, he is absolutely you know? good at his job. You know, uh, I, was, I, was, I was shocked that our defensive coaching staff was deciding to try to outthink Josh McDaniels. You bought all this talent just lying. At some point, you got to realize, you know what? You know, we're trying to outthink them. We're trying to get clever with, with them, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. Just line up and play. Just play man-on-man football. And if it's not good enough, if our athletes are not good enough, then they're not good enough, and we'll just lose. But to continue to try to outthink them the entire game and have it blow up in your face continuously and in big spots, I thought was just poor. You know, and I don't know. Uh, do you have the snap counts as far as like nickel defense, Chris? Yeah, it was. Um, 
I do. Um, and so for what it's worth, the, the Patriots, they didn't, they were about 50, 50 about when it came to like three wide receivers and they, they used four, like maybe once or twice, but, um, three wide receivers versus two wide receivers. So they were about 50, 50 and the dolphins matched them almost perfectly as far as, um, as far as the, the nickel defense, uh, versus heavier defensive packages. So, you know, about 50, 50. So one of the things that the Patriots clearly wanted to do was to, um, to bring out our nickel defense and then, sp- and then spread us out a little bit and get people moving. Cause we play so much man coverage mm. and get people moving, spread, spread the, spread the, um, I guess the, the directionality of some of the players and then, and then get moving, uh, get Cam Newton running with some lanes in front of them and, and more space. And, and numbers, you know, because that's what the quarterback running can do for you is, is give you an advantage in the numbers game. So, um, so they didn't, they didn't really, they didn't really jam it down our throats as much with like, you know, 21 personnel or 22 personnel. They did do that and they ran, you know, pretty semi successfully there. Um, but we're, where they really did their damage on the ground is against our nickel defense. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where they're gaining nickel and dime defense that's where they were gaining well over six yards of carry um so you know they 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 did some they did a number on our defense and i just you know i mean i didn't think emmanuel Ogba played all that well i thought he was i didn't think Uh, yeah i mean yeah i I, i'm i'm reluctant to go that far but you know it didn't look good um i think we would have done i think i think we could have gotten the same effort from any number of replacement players that we could have put at his spot yeah 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 i thought he was just bad he was just yeah like like what made you what made you worth the money like that's that's what i wasn't seeing out there um and then and then alandon roberts you know for all the hoopla Mm -hmm. um and how he's going to replace raekwon mcmillan he fell flat he fell completely Mm -hmm. flat i thought jerome baker did an all right job out there but um, but I thought he filled up I a thought, stat sheet. Sixteen yeah, tackles, did. a sack. Well, so did Brandon Jones. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, the thing that disappointed me, right? We didn't win any of the big moments of the game. You know, the, the, yeah. there's important, integral plays in the game that really decide whether the game, the seesaw, ends up in your favor or the opponent's favor. And I just, in, in the big moments, we just didn't. We were just weren't up to the task. And you can see that the Patriots, despite the fact that their roster has been shelled, they're still coached by a lot of the same people. There's still a lot of the old players there, especially you look around the secondary, you look around the offensive. I mean, the offensive line, Christian Wilkins aside, bullied our defensive line. Yeah, um, but, but I just don't think we ever settled in in any of the big moments. We didn't feel like a team that thought it was going to be anything better than a 6-10, and 7-9. and nine. There was no confidence that anything was going to work. There was no... There was no rhythm to anything. There was, you know, that was one thing that really annoyed me with um, with last year's offensive times is that, you know, the Dolphins tend to find a a hot hand and then just don't go back to it. And you think, oh, Gasicki's caught three balls in a row, and then he just that's it. End of the, you know, they don't throw to him again. You know, Matt Breeder came in and and suddenly started looking good after not playing for almost, you know two and a half quarters, played well, and then disappeared again. You didn't see him, yeah. you know, and in a, in, in a 10, 7, 3, 14, 11 ball game, you're like, it's the fastest guy in the NFL, you know, in terms of actual on-field, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was measured as the fastest. Why are we not? But I, I don't know. I, I found that very frustrating. And Fitzpatrick looked awful. I mean, there were times where 
he looked like he was absolutely putting every single grain of effort to throw a 15 yard out. And he just thought, God, this is, is this it? You know, is this really, mm. um, yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know how many more interceptions he was going to have to throw before we threw the kid in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the speed you, you brought it up, like, you know, Matt Breda, he's fastest, you know, functionally the fastest man in the NFL, yeah. arguably. Right. Mm. Um, and he had his moments so. and then disappeared to the bench, but, but that was what we were missing on the offense. I felt like there was no, there was no speed and urgency with the exception of, you know, when Matt Breda was on the field for a few snaps or when Jakeem Grant was on the field, you know, for whatever snaps he was on. Um, but he was largely, but Jakeem was largely ignored. I mean, if I had to pick out one guy who was, who was actually kind of getting open and creating immediate separation off the line against man against this man coverage uh, it was him i mean he gets he gets into it quick we know that right and um and that's uh and you can utilize that but you know he was going largely ignored and i think it's because of his size and i think i think it's because ryan fitzpatrick just you know maybe isn't uh isn't comfortable throwing to a guy that small or or maybe you know maybe simon if you're right that is his arm is is not what it was then you know maybe he just doesn't have the arm to utilize the quick separation that um you know the, the snappy arm to to really get it out there super fast like that i don't know but um but either way you know there just wasn't isaiah ford didn't have speed and quickness and urgency in what he was doing out there you know that mike gasicki is not the guy that gets open you know just immediately snap right off the snap um, he's kind of a lengthy, you know, long strider kind of guy. Um, yeah. Preston Williams, same, same thing. Uh, Devontae Parker, you know, he got off thing. to a hot start. Devontae Parker, was, was, he looked like he was headed to another big one. And then, but it looked like it looked like with Devontae Parker, it's like you get the play action game going with Devontae Parker. Uh, it looked like they had no answer for the fact that it, it was going to be either run, it was going to be run game or play action Devontae Parker. And if those things, two things were taken away, one of them by Devante's, you know, hamstrings, um, then it was like, ah, shit. Well, we don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, we're out, we're out of ideas. <laughs> that was those were our two. Those were our two ideas. <laughs> yes, yes. Although when that game started, I was I was pretty excited to see Devante Parker doing his thing again. And then if you really watch closely, and I watch, I rewatched the game today. My God, what numbers Stephon Gilmore did on Preston Williams. He traveled with him a bit late in the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Stephon Gilmore just erased him. He erased Preston Williams. It was just – he did draw one penalty. Uh, Preston Williams did draw – what was it, a 26-yard penalty? I think, I think it was two, wasn't it? Was it two? I so, well, so he did I do so, some but... damage in that regard. But, yeah, yeah, it was noticeable. Uh, not having Devontae Parker was important. And we talked about this in our season preview. We lose one wide receiver. We have problems. So I mean, but, but Gilmore, no matter who, and he did face other receivers in the in the game, he just looked like he always knew what was coming. <laughs> yes, he did. I mean, just always. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just don't – I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, we were definitely out-prepared out, out and – we were out physical for the most part, too. Uh, you you got to say that. Well, on the line, you know, our defensive line just, you know, not up to the task with the 
the I mean, give the Patriots some credit. This is one area on you know where they have some some things going between like Joe Thune and or Tooney and uh, and Shaq Mason and David Andrews. Um, you know they they got some horses there. So and and uh, what's his name? What's what's the left tackle's name uh, from Georgia? Um, Isaiah Wynn. Who, Isaiah Wynn. He's a you know he's a good player too. So they got some horses there. Give them some credit. But um, but yeah, they were certainly they were certainly uh, better than us along the line, the offensive defensive line. So Chris, it's hard to you know hang your hat on anything in this game, especially in the game where you just look listless and you just get beat. But if there were something to build on uh, in this game, what would it be? Building on is a tough one because it's, it's like you said, there's, was there really anything in the game that was outstanding? Um, mm. Not really. I mean, other no. than Jason, other than Jason Sanders leg. Uh, our, uh, our punter, our punter. And our punter, you know, Matt, did Matt our Hatt, Hawk. Um, so yeah, I, was there anything outstanding? No. Was there, um, you know, what do I take from this? I take from it that on defense, on defense against the Patriots offense, this was kind of a weird game. The Patriots are known for remaking their entire offense every year. And they did it again, of course, because they have Cam Newton at quarterback. And, and so you figured that they would remake their offense and they did and we had no previews of it there was no preseason there was no nothing so you know you could only watch so much Carolina tape when they're running a different offense altogether in New England and you can only watch so much New England tape when they're you know changing everything up completely because of how different the quarterback is it's a weird game it was a multiple ground game um, that could attack you in ways that frankly not many of our opponents this year are going to be able to do and, um, and so, you know, what can you take from it? What can you, you know, good and bad, like what we were good at some things. And it's like, well, is that going to work the same way against median NFL offense? Um, and then there are things that we're bad at against the run. It's like, well, is it going to be, are we going to be bad against the run um, against normal, more normal running attacks that aren't so multiple like they are? Um, so it's hard to know what to take from, from that because it was a weird game. Um, but I will say that the offensive line and especially the rookies were, you know, as advertised by you and other camp observers better than, better than we would have expected. Austin mm -hmm. Jackson played really well. Solomon Kinley played really well. I was upside surprised by both of those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Noah Igbenogene as a, as a corner, you know, he, he certainly looked like he belonged out there. He played well. Brandon Jones looked like he played. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. What's I didn't, I thought he was going to be inactive for crying out loud. He's listed like he's listed as the last safety on the roster. And I feel, and I really do feel bad for him that he had such a good play on cam and, mm -hmm. and what he, oh, got, he got and what he, he got, got boned. Was a 15 yard penalty. <laughs> Yeah, he got boned on that. That was that was BS. Um, so you know he played really well. So all, I I don't know if Raquan Davis you know played all that well, but and so what, what's the take? Is the rookies and the youngins all kind of played played well and got off got off to a good start, and the offensive line looks better than um, than you think. And and all in all, I would say the corner coverage looks about as about what you'd expect for what we bought. You know, um, I thought there was uh, there were good mo moments with the corner coverage. So, yeah, there's some stuff there, um, even though it was, you know, listless. 
Yeah, and I, I will say this. I, I dug into the, the game a little bit more this morning. And Raekwon Davis, what you could say for him, because, you know, since we're reviewing all the, all the rookies, uh, he played a crazy man ball, I would say. Like, he was overrunning mm-hmm. a lot of things. And he was playing a bit wild and out of control. And I think that they took advantage of it for the most part. They used finesse against him while he was mm-hmm. trying to just, you know, brutally just beat up his opponents. Uh, they used it against him. He, he mm-hmm. seemed a little bit out of control and not within himself for, for an NFL game. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was an uneven effort. The aggressiveness was there and the effort was there, but it was just not a smart effort on his part. Austin Jackson, completely clean game. Yeah. You know, it's what a shock. Yeah. yeah. This was, it's... this was not how he looked at USC. <laughs> no. I, I, I mean that like, and, and I'm, I'm trying to be complimentary, you know, and I re- recognize that he didn't have a full ca- camp and all that, the things that happened at USC in that last year with um, saving his sister's life. Um, he did not look like this. He's been, he's been well coached and, um, and he performed phenomenally for his first game. He got beasted earlier on by Dietrich Wise, didn't he? I mean, Wise. Well, there was a few back. moments, but, but I don't know. He did, he nothing didn't nothing big. There was a couple of times where he just got sort of rocked back and you could see he was like, wow, okay, this is what it's all about. After that, mm. I just thought it was... And I think, also think one of the, the main things, you didn't talk, you didn't hear Romo or, or Jim Nance talk about either of them in the entire game. And that, that tells you an yeah. awful lot because the, there was nothing to talk about. They were just doing their job. I thought, I thought both were, were really good. Yeah, completely clean games. So and ask- this wasn't this wasn't an offensive attack that could keep that that kept them kept anybody honest either, was it, Simon? I mean, or, no, or not at all. I mean, not at all. So, so I mean, we weren't. This isn't. So we didn't have much pass rush, and we, maybe we can talk about that for a second. And that would be concerning to me. But this was against Cam Newton, right? And so you know that your pass rush, and this is such a multiple ground game, and with Cam Newton, the threat that he is, and they you know ran, that your pass and, rush, and, and they it's going to be off. Yeah, they also ran or ran play action in eighty-three percent of their play calls. Yeah, I mean, so so I mean, hard to pass really rush, get after it there, you know. Yeah, pass rush can go out the at the window based on based on those sorts of sort. Well, we didn't have that sort of thing going for us. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick could have been a sitting duck back there. Austin Jackson was perfecting his blind side the entire time, and I thought did it admirably for his first time in a Dolphins full pads and uniform, you know, donning an NFL helmet and playing in an NFL game. Didn't allow a hurry, didn't allow pressure. So, you know, th- those are positives. So back to the positives. What else was there to hang your head on in this game, Simon, if anything else? Um, I mean, I can't really – I think we mentioned at the top, but I thought Gaskin played well and, you know – to a couple of people who said that Gaskin was the most improved player in camp, and I think that showed up. He looks bigger. He ran hard. Um, he's really good out in the backfield, anyway. But I mean, beyond that, I just we just looked off the pace. We just didn't look like we were ready. We looked like a we looked like a bad team, really. You know, but better players, but just overall, just bad football. And I, I don't know. I mean, it felt like we got the 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 monster off our back last season when we went to Foxborough and finally managed to turn them over. And you know the way that we played with a bit of swagger and a bit of attitude, but it just felt like a weak performance yesterday. Just a weak, not ready, couldn't handle Cam, couldn't deal with the RPO game, couldn't. You know, when you're seeing JJ Taylor picking up six, eight, ten, six, eight, ten mm-hmm. yards, you're just like, 
wow you know and, and yeah i mean that was a standard patriots standard bill belichick performance uh, and continues to underline why he's such a great coach but i was just so disappointed with the overall output i just you know in terms of hanging your hat i don't think there's a great deal to hang your hat on frankly young players look good uh, I agree with Chris about Noah Ibnogane as well, and it was interesting hearing Tony Romo talking about because that would have come from within the Dolphins organization. Um, Brandon Jones, I thought played well. I thought we got a little bit, you know, unfortunate on some ticky tacky calls. I didn't think Cam scored for the first touchdown. It definitely wasn't a uh, wasn't hands to the face with Jones on on Newton. Yeah, um, and uh, you know the biggest impact Raycon Davis made, unfortunately, was pulling off uh, Cam Newton's chain at the end of the game. <laughs> um, so. You know that that doesn't necessarily augur well for for the future. But the good news is that um, you know one of the best defenses in the NFL is coming to Miami next week. So joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, I guess we could call it. It was a disappointing week one, but you know nothing really. Nothing you can you really can't learn much from from week one. I, I said it on on the three yards per carry account. If you took everything that happened in week one as as what's coming for this NFL season, then everything is backwards. So, yeah, there wasn't much to hang your hat on. Uh, we we got to monitor that Devontae Parker injury because that's a big one. If he's not available, they got to start thinking about using Malcolm Perry, Lynn Bowden. They got to they got to do something. They got to get creative with what they have because nothing's coming as far as trade or free agency. So. All right, the next time we talk to you guys, it'll be a preview of week two against the Buffalo Bills. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.